This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue with a series called How God Turns Setbacks into Comebacks. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Now, if you know someone who needs some encouragement right now, be sure to invite them with a text or a phone call to listen along with you. In just a few moments, we're going to tell you how you can get a beautifully illustrated devotional for children by Pastor Rick that will help them discover how much God loves them and that he has a special plan and purpose for their life. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com while you listen to today's message. If you want, you can just text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 for more information. That's the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick with the final part of a message called, When a Setback Fills You with Fear. Now there's a fourth character who panicked when there was a setback when Jesus was born. And it was the man appointed by the, um, the Roman emperor to be the ruler over Israel while they're under the occupation of the Roman Empire. Now, this guy, his name was Herod, he, he was given the title King of the Jews by the Roman emperor, but the Jews considered this guy to be an imposter and a tool of the enemy, and they despised Herod. So the phrase, Herod, king of the Jews, they hated that and they hated him. Plus, Herod, King Herod was incredibly insecure. In fact, this guy was so paranoid uh, of being overthrown. Listen to this. King Herod was so paranoid. He may have had a mental illness. Uh, he had his brother-in-law murdered that he was afraid he might overthrow him. He had his mother, his own mother murdered. He had his wife murdered and he even had his two sons murdered. He was scared that somebody was going to take over, kick him out, and take over control. Now, when Herod hears that the promised Messiah, the true, quote, king of the Jews, had been born, what's his reaction? He panics. He's afraid. He is so petrified that he would be replaced that he goes out and he orders all the children under two years of age in the city of Bethlehem to be killed just to make sure that Jesus doesn't live. Now, King Herod faces a fourth kind of fear that we often have once we have a setback in our life. Financial setback, health setup, setback, marriage setback, parent setback. King Herod faced the fear of losing control. Oh boy, this is a common fear. And you, you've had this one many times, the fear of losing control control. Matthew chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 it says this, Jesus was born in Bethlehem during the time that Herod was the king of the Jews. And then some wise men came from the east to Jerusalem and they started asking, where's the child born to be king of the Jews? Now that scares Herod. We saw a star in the east, we've come to worship him. When King Herod heard this news, he was deeply frightened and he was disturbed. And notice, so was everyone else in Jerusalem. You know, it's interesting that at Christmas time, we sing that song, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. But in reality, not everybody was calm <laughs> when Jesus was born. Now, let me get real personal and ask you, what are you afraid of losing control of? Let me put it another way. 
What's out of control in your life and is scaring you to death? What's out of control in your life and you're still trying to pathetically control it? You know, you say, well, how do you know when I'm afraid of something's out of control in my life? Simple. There's a warning light. When you're trying to control the uncontrollable, there's a, a warning light. The warning light is called worry. Worry is the warning light that you're trying to control the uncontrollable. Every time you start worrying, you're trying to control the uncontrollable. <laughs> we'll come back to this. But finally, there's one other guy in the Christmas story who has a setback and um, his life gets turned around. His name's Zachariah. He was an old priest. Now, Zachariah's wife was named Elizabeth and Elizabeth was actually Mary's cousin. During Mary's pregnancy, when she heard that she was pregnant, uh, Mary went to stay with this couple, with Zechariah and Elizabeth, an older, older couple. Now, Elizabeth and Zechariah had prayed for many, many years uh, to have a baby, but it had not happened. And they had had one setback after another, trying to get pregnant, but they couldn't. Now they're very old and they're childless and they've given up all hope. But one day, God shows up and says to Zachariah, Zachariah, it's finally gonna happen. Guess what? You're gonna be a daddy. But Zachariah didn't believe it. And he, he's afraid to get his hopes up. He's been disappointed so many times, so he doubts God. And this is another common fear that happens. When you've had one setback after another in your life, you start becoming afraid in this area. Zachariah faced the fear of being disappointed. You've had this one too. You have had the fear of being disappointed. I, I've been disappointed so many times, I'm afraid to get my hopes up. Luke chapter one, verses 11 to 13, it says, while, while they were serving in the temple, an angel appeared to Zechariah, and when he saw the angel, he was confused and overwhelmed, that's frightened, overwhelmed with fear. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, there's the fourth don't be afraid. Says so Zechariah, don't be afraid. Your prayer's been heard. Well, it's about time. I'd finally given up. Now notice, again, God has to say, fear not. <laughs> Are you getting the point that God doesn't want people to be afraid, that God doesn't want you to be afraid, no matter what setback you're going through? God does not want you to be afraid. God brought you here this weekend so he could say this to you. No matter what you're going through, don't be afraid. God says, Zachariah, you're finally going to get your, your, your child. By the way, Zachariah's long-awaited son, he became somebody famous. He was called John the Baptist, Jesus' cousin. Now, of these five fears, uh, which of these have you struggled with because of setbacks in your life? The fear of feeling inadequate? I can't do it, so I won't even try. The fear of disapproval or the fear of rejection? So I'm just going to be a people pleaser. The fear of unexpected change, like, like the shepherds. So I want everything to stay the same. Uh, the fear of losing control, like Herod. So I don't want anybody messing with my plans. Or the fear of being disappointed. I've been let down so many times, I just don't even dare to believe or trust or have hope. Now listen, as your pastor who loves you and who prays for you, I want you to know, that for God to turn your setback into the comeback that he wants it to be, 
for God to turn your setback into that comeback, you're gonna have to exchange your fear for faith. You gotta turn your fear of the circumstance to faith in God. How in the world do you do that? How do you replace fear with faith? The answer is do the same four things that the people did at the first Christmas in this passage that we've just looked at. So let's just go through it real quick. Here's what you do. If you want to reduce the fears, the anxieties, the panic in your life, number one, first, surrender my life completely to God every day. It starts with surrender. I surrender my life completely to God every day. Surrender is the first antidote to fear and anxiety and panic. You let it go, you give it up, you give yourself completely to God, but you do it not just once, you do it every day. This is how Mary overcame her fear of inadequacy. The Bible tells us that Mary prayed a prayer of surrender and she put everything that she didn't understand into the hands of God and just trusted him completely. Luke chapter one, verse 38, it says this, Mary responded, when she heard all this fantastic story. Well, I'm the Lord's servant and I'm willing to accept whatever God wants for my life. Have you, have you said that? That is a statement of surrender. I'm willing to accept whatever God wants for my life. I wanna challenge you to whisper that right now. I am willing to accept whatever God wants for my life. I am willing to accept whatever God wants for my life. That's the prayer of surrender. God will never ask you to do something without giving you the ability to handle it. He doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. And he, if, if you say, I'm willing to do whatever he asks me to do, he's gonna give you the ability. Your confidence is not gonna be in yourself. Your confidence is gonna be in him. You know, almost 40 years ago, uh, I, I started Saddleback Church with no money, no members, no building, no support. I'd never been a senior pastor but I did have confidence in God. And I remember telling it to Kay and I said, what do you think? She said, well, I believe in God and I believe in you, so let's go for it. She said, it scares me to death, but I believe in God and I believe in you, so let's go for it. Job 11, verses 13 to 18 says this, surrender. It says, surrender your heart to God, turn to him in prayer and give up your sins, then you won't be ashamed and you'll be confident and fearless, here's how you get confidence and, and fearlessness. Surrender yourself to God. And your troubles will go away like water beneath a bridge, and your darkest night will be brighter than noon, and then you'll rest safe and secure, filled with hope and emptied of worry. That sounds pretty good to you, sounds good to me. Filled with hope and emptied of worry. How do you do that? Starts with surrender. You say, well, how often do I take this step? Just every day. If you're, in, if you're fighting anxiety, you're fighting worry, insecurity, fear because of the setback you've had in your life, before you get up in the morning, you need to say, Father, I surrender this day to you. I surrender my past, my present, and my future. That's the starting point. Second thing you do to move past your setback, listen, is to stop listening to the voices of fear. Stop listening to the voices of fear around you. Now, all around you are, are naysayers and all kinds of fearful people. And the media in particular is filled with naysayers and fearful people. By the way, sometimes those fearful voices are inside you. Sometimes you need to stop listening to you. 
And you need to replace the fear with faith, as I said earlier. Romans 14, 23 says this, whatsoever is not a faith is sin. You see, fear is the opposite of faith. And anytime you walk in fear, you're not walking in faith. Now, now, I don't know if you know this, but fear is a communicable disease. It's highly contagious. If you hang around fearful people, guess what? You're gonna become fearful. So let me give you a couple practical suggestions to lower the fear in your life. Number one, turn off talk radio and negative TV news shows. Studies show that the more you listen to those kind of shows, the more angry and more fearful you become. Just turn it off. You don't need it. Number two, start hanging out with people of faith instead of people of fear instead. It's one of the reasons you need a church family. You need to get in a small group. Now, let me give you a third practical antidote to the worry and fears that come with setbacks, okay? This is definitely from, from God. Number three, fill my mind with music that praises God. You say, what? Yep. If you're having problems with panic, with anxiety, with fear, fill my mind with music that praises God. Did you know the Bible teaches over and over again that praise is the antidote to panic, that worship is the cure for worry? You know, we, we do this inst instinctively. Whenever there's a crisis, like a hurricane, okay, people instinctively cry out to God. People cry, oh God, why? Because you lose your fear when God is near. You know, I had a neighbor once tell me, he said, you know, Rick, uh, when I was going through the darkest days of fear, I bought a 10 CD set of praise music and I just listened to it over and over and over. He said it gave me both comfort and courage. You might need to do something like that. Fill your mind with the music of praise. You know, when Matthew, our youngest son, died a few years ago, Kay and I, we didn't turn on the TV for well over a month. Instead, we filled our home with praise music. Do you know what Mary did when she felt fearful and inadequate? She wrote a song of praise and she sang it. In fact, Mary's song is in Luke chapter one. You might read it, it's verse 46 to 56. It's a long song, but part of it says this. Then Mary sang, with all my heart, I praise the Lord. She's scared to death, but she says, with all my heart, I praise the Lord. I rejoice in God, my savior, for he notices and cares for me. Simple servant girl. He's blessed me and he's the mighty one who's holy. He's all powerful. He can do anything. He meets all our needs. He keeps all his promises. She's just filling her mind with who God is and what he can do. You know, I'm, we're talking about the Christmas story. It's no accident that, that Christmas is the most music centered holiday because at the very first Christmas, everybody sang. Elizabeth sang, the angels sang, the shepherds sang, Zachariah sang. You, if you're having a problem with anxiety and fear, you need to fill your life with music. You need to sing the songs at worship, of worship on the weekends at church. Now, let me give you a fourth way to defeat the fears that come with setbacks. Base my hope on the promises of God base my hope, not on what I think I can do, but what on God has promised to do. Now, this is what gives Mary and Joseph such confidence. In Luke chapter one, verse 45, Mary says to Elizabeth, you're blessed because you believe that the Lord would do what he said. Do you believe the Lord will do what he said? 
In Psalm 56, verse three and four, David says this, you know, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in God. And when I trust in God, I'm not afraid. I praise him for what he's promised. I praise him for what he's promised. There is the fourth antidote to when you're overwhelmed with anxiety, when you're filled with fear, when you are pummeled by panic. Now, friends, I don't know what setback you're facing right now. I don't know what fear is holding you back. I don't know what anxiety is keeping you up or gnawing at your heart, but I do know this, that if you'll take these four simple steps, you will move toward your comeback and you'll move out of your setback and your setback will be the stepping stone to your future. Let's review. Surrender my life completely to God every day. Stop listening to the voices of fear. Fill my mind with music that praises God and base my hope on his promises. Let's bow our heads. Father, this stuff is so practical, it's simple. Anybody could understand it. And yet, only if we do it will it make a difference. To hear a message will not change our lives, but to practice it, to do it, to put it into application in our lives will make permanent changes. And Lord, I pray for everyone listening to this message right now. There are people who are filled with fear. They're panicked about things in their lives. They've been trying to control the uncontrollable. They've been worried about what other people think. They've had setbacks that have changed the agenda. And all of a sudden their plans have been thrown out the door and they don't know which way to turn. And just like Herod and just like Zechariah and the shepherds and Joseph and Mary, uh, what they thought was gonna happen and where they thought they were headed, it didn't happen and they're going in a different direction right now. And there have been setbacks. And Lord, we know that the natural thing is to be afraid and to be fearful and to be scared. But you've told us these simple steps so may we take them today. Why don't you pray this prayer in your heart? Say, God, I surrender my life completely to you. Say that, God, I surrender my life completely to you, including the things that are scaring me to death, including the things that have me worried and anxious, including the things that are causing me panic or anxiety. I give this to you, I surrender it to you. And then say, Lord, I, I, I want to fill my life with faith, not fear. So I want to stop listening to the voices of fear, even my own voices. I want to listen only to your voice. I want to listen to your word, to your promises. And I want to fill my life with the music of praise and replace panic with praise and replace worry with worship. And when I start to worry, help me to turn my thoughts to you, the solution, instead of the problem. And I ask you, Lord, to help me to move into the days ahead, trusting in your promises, putting my hope, not in myself or even in my plans, but putting my hope in you. If you've never invited Jesus Christ to your life, say, Jesus Christ, come into my life right now and become the manager. I want to follow you as best I know how from this day forward. 
Father, I ask that you give everyone in our church family a sense of peace this next week. Bless them in every area with peace and with power and with your presence. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody, and why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. You're listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. If this message has encouraged you or if God put someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you share it? You'll be so glad you did. And be sure to let them know that Pastor Rick has a free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be right back in just a moment, but first... Pastor Rick says it's vitally important for children to understand that even before the universe was created, God had them in mind, and that He has a special plan and purpose for their life. That's why He created the Purpose Driven Life devotional book for children. This inspirational resource uses the principles found in Pastor Rick's life-changing bestseller, The Purpose Driven Life but delivers them as 100 devotions that speak directly to the daily challenges kids face and gives real-world applications to help them discover their purpose. Paired with powerful scripture passages and engaging illustrations, young readers will thrive on the biblical wisdom that has helped millions of people throughout the world. We'll send you the Purpose Driven Life 100 Illustrated Devotions for Children today as our way of saying thanks for your gift to help Daily Hope take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. Be sure to get a copy for all the children God has placed in your life. Kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, and the kids in your neighborhood. They'll all be blessed by this amazing resource. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Here's Rick to say thank you for your support. Hello, everybody. This is Rick, and I have just returned from Amsterdam where I was at a conference where we had over 6,000 church leaders, pastors from all around the world, literally 140 nations, came to Amsterdam for a week of training where we were teaching them about the good news of Jesus Christ, and more importantly, how to share the good news of Jesus Christ. And you know what was most exciting to me is that people came to me from all around the world, like I said, 140 nations, and said, I listen to Daily Hope every day in Kazakhstan, in Bhutan, in Bolivia, in Namibia, on every continent. I heard time and time again, Pastor Rick, the Word of God is changing my life. Friends, that's what Daily Hope is all about. And for me, since I get your letters and I love to read your letters and I love to hear your stories, but to be face-to-face with about 6,000 people who were listening to Daily Hope on a regular basis and hearing how it's changed their lives and 
influence their ministries. It just makes me want to say to all of you who pray for this ministry and all of you who support this ministry, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your prayers, for your gifts, for your support. You're making a difference. When you get to heaven, you're going to meet people in heaven who've come to Christ because you prayed and because you gave. Thank you, friends. Be a partner in hope today. If you'd like to bless Pastor Rick by letting him know how much this broadcast has helped you, please send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.